0: So welcome to our latest PedPod from Early Education. It's a series of podcasts meeting inspirational leaders and teachers who can teach us so much about pedagogy and practice. I'm Cathy Gunning, Pedagogic Lead with Early Education, and today I'm with Pete Morehouse. Pete's an artist and an Early Education Associate um, and specialises in creativity and woodwork. Hi, Pete. Hi. Can you tell us a little bit, first of all, about what you do, please?
1: Yeah, well, I'm an artist educator. Um, as, a, as an artist, I'm a, a professional sculptor, um, and I've been working in education um, as an artist educator for 25 years. And I've been doing uh, the last 16 years, really focusing on early years education. Practice within schools is, is very much inspired by practicing Reggio Emilia mm. and Froebel as well. Aside from my work within schools and delivering training around the country, I'm really passionate about um, encouraging creativity in, in early childhood education and mm-hmm. currently I'm really focusing on research and on writing and in, in terms of the the research I'm, I'm researching how we can monitor Children's progression in their creative and critical thinking Mm. at the University of Bristol. And I'm also undertaking um, an international research project funded by the Winston. Um, Memorial Trust mm. which has been an amazing experience looking at making and creativity um, around the world so I've been in New Zealand the United States Scandinavia so that's you know a, a large part yeah. of research as well tying that together and then in terms of mm. writing I've just you know completed the book i um, learning through woodwork mm-hmm. and I've been commissioned mm-hmm. to write a new book for Routledge on encouraging well creativity and practice encouraging creative and critical thinking which is um, due out in 2020 and, um, and I've just done a couple of books for community playthings, which are shortly to be published on um, learning outdoors. So, um, yeah, quite a, quite a lot of different things <laughs> going on. And, and the other thing is that I'm also at the moment studying to be um, a frugal tutor yeah, um, yeah, with the Frugal yeah, Trust. So yeah. that's a, another thing. So I, I think you can gather that there isn't a lot of room left for, for doing sculpture at the moment. My real, <laughs> my real focus is on, on early years, and it's, uh, it's such a delight to, to work within this community.
0: That's amazing. I can't believe you're doing quite so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's busy, but it's, it's, it's lovely work to be involved in, absolutely.
0: Yeah, great. So what was it that led you into the world of supporting and nurturing children's creativity?
1: Well, it's, it's interesting because I've, you know, always worked with children in different contexts. Um, I mean, for, for many years I was actually the director of an international youth organisation, mm. which um, was founded after the Second World War to bring mm. children together from different countries. Mm. Which their ethos is very much about um, community responsibility and promoting international peace. So, I sort of work with children had always been important to me. You know, through my work with, you know, being an artist and, and sculpture, I was doing a lot of public art projects. Mm. And increasingly, I was asked if I'd come and do some work in schools. Mm. And that just really Mm. sort of escalated. You know, initially, I was mainly working with A-level students and then with... You know gcse and BTEC students and then a lot of work in primary and then you know 16 years ago i was after i was working in a, in a nursery school and children's center and if i'm honest i did think you've got to be kidding you know what on earth can these three and four year olds do and i thought i wouldn't last very long at all the opposite happened and it was uh, the beginning of a, wow. a wonderful journey i think it's 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 you know it was really fascinating for me just to see just how imaginative and creative young mm. children were, mm. you know how they don 't have preconceived ideas about yeah. how things should be, so just so expansive and yeah. free in their imagination and And I think, you know, the initial sort of reason was that the head teacher actually at the school, it was Filton Avenue Nursery Mm -hmm. School in Bristol, had just come back from Reggio Emilia and she'd seen the value of having artists working in early childhood settings. So she's very keen to have her own artist in the school. So it was um, a very fortuitous sort of start and it's just really escalated from there.
0: Wow. That's really good to hear, and I'm really glad you arrived in in the world of early years as well. I know woodwork is one of the aspects of creativity that you really like to promote and encourage with, with young children. Why do you think it's really important today?
1: I think woodwork is, you know, is quite an exceptional medium. I I, I think it just embraces, you know, so much. And when you see the levels of engagement with children doing it, it's Mm. it's clearly something that they very much enjoy doing and Mm. and is a a real boost to their their self-esteem and confidence. But Mm. I think the current sort of cultural context, you know, we live in a world which is, everything around us is made by somebody and designed by someone, but we're very distanced from that. You know, we very much interact through sort of commercialism. Mm. So I think, you know, ha- having children experience, getting more experience of hands-on experiential learning is just so beneficial to be have more understanding of, of the making and the, and the skills associated with that. Mm. But also I think, you know, we've got particular new challenges at the moment when we think of you know, essentially we've got a new generation coming through that have learned to swipe before they can walk. And this is, you know, having, you know, quite significant impacts as we're seeing in in nurseries around the country at the moment. So I think, you know, when we see children's physical development decreasing, lower levels of communication and, you know, I think finding activities which are so much more Mm. engaging and hands-on can be extremely, you know, beneficial for Mm. that. Mm. But it's also worth, you know, worth remembering that woodwork has got an incredibly long history in early childhood education you know 200 years of history going back right you know right back to froebel and then he inspired very much the folk school movement around scandinavia they've been using woodwork you know ever since really so you know it's got a long tradition and when the schools were first formally established in a latter part of the 1800s yeah. in the uk and we're talking nursery schools and the elementary schools as they were called then yeah. you know the woodwork bench was part and parcel of what would have been in every provision you know and i guess it was so much more. Part of culture then you know every mm. every home mm. would have mm. had a, a workbench mm. you know mm. we had to make and repair as part of culture so the final thing about it why it's so important I think it's such a cross-curricular activity you know it really does embrace all areas of learning but particularly the 21st century skills that we need the building blocks of learning what makes a successful learner mm. you know mm. we're talking mm. the self-regulation mm. the resilience mm. the persistence developing their creative and critical thinking skills this is what children are really developing you know we're not overly focused on literacy and numeracy this isn't you know what is going to you know make children successful in the long term so that's i think it just ties in so well to those you know fundamental building blocks
0: yeah i think that's really spot on and i think i think hope that people listening um, to this, will be inspired to try it in their own setting if they're if they're not already doing that. Can you tell us when you do go into a setting to work with with young children? Can you sort of explain or tell us a bit about your approach?
1: essentially you know i see woodwork as you know wood as just another medium for children to express their imagination mm-hmm. you know just so you know it could be with clay mm-hmm. it could be with paints you know mm-hmm. this is just another vehicle um, mm-hmm. as an expressive language so i think that's really important so in that context you know i always in- encourage people you know to, to have children you know follow their own interests and make what they want to make as a, as a starting point mm-hmm. rather than sort of you know doing set projects or anything like that but then also the 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 choice of tools that we use with woodwork is very much Orientated to children being independent, so they can manage all of these tools on their own. So they can really be the protagonists of their own learning, to be the, the you know the, the central point there. You know, not to say that there aren't lots of opportunities for collaboration and discussing and you know collaborative projects and sharing ideas with each other. But essentially, it's it's the actual doing that they can be capable and and, and learn the skills and master those um, independently.
0: How do you find that children respond when they're working with wood and woodwork?
1: Yeah, I think this this is one of the things that <coughs> is, is really interesting. And we've had a, a lot of visiting teachers, you know, observe... Um, the children woodworking i think the two comments always come up firstly everyone is just you know almost transfixed by mm. how engaged the children are when they're doing it you know it's you know frere levis has the the lubin scales up to one to five i think we're, we're smashing you know, <laughs> right, right right on the limit there the tongues often out that real indication of you know hands and mind working together Perhaps they'll go off for a visit around the setting and come back an hour or an hour and a half later. Mm-hmm. And When they come back, it's the same children mm-hmm. are still working. And I think that is, you know, for, for me really yeah. stands out that yeah. it's the sustained engagement that you get with yeah. woodwork is, is, is really extraordinary. Yeah. You know, recently had a, a three-year-old girl, you know, she started at quarter past um, nine in the morning. There was no way she wanted to stop for milk and fruit. She didn't finish till quarter to 12. You know, two and a half hours of sustained yeah. engagement Engagement and concentration, tinkering at the woodwork bench. And you know, if this is something that schools do regularly through the year, you know, it's a multi-layered experience. They're gradually building up their skills and their confidence and their competence, and quite often, by the time you get into the summer terms, you'll have a group of children who'll be quite happily spent all morning or all afternoon, you know, tinkering away with their wood. And I think that's really special because I think these experiences where children do have more extended periods mm. of focus on creative mm. activities mm. are just so beneficial for that for their well-being you know we can't underestimate that it's, it's got a significant impact it's a very popular activity with the children you know it's something that they really you know almost universally seem to mm. really enjoy doing so you know and and since it's you know so packed full of learning as well what a wonderful win-win situation you know having children engaged in something they love doing but is also so beneficial is you know is is just such a joy really
0: yeah in terms of learning and development you you, I guess it pretty much covers everything doesn't it You, you talked about persistence and sustained interest and designing and making and can you tell us
1: a bit more about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, in terms of the, the learning and development, I think it was it was Tina Bruce who, who quoted in her book Learning Through Play that, you know, woodwork's active learning at its best. And I think, you know, it's, it's absolutely Definitely. true. And I think it is, yeah. A, yeah. It is a, a truly cross-curricular, you know, activity. You know, as I say, you know, it really builds on intrinsic dispositions to learning, you know, those sort of the, the dispositions such as curiosity, yeah. you know, but then also builds children's, yeah. you know, the self regulation the and yeah. persistence, perseverance yeah. elements. Yeah. Um, so it's doing a lot in terms of. The, the personal development you know and I think you know what we see so much from woodwork is how it really develops children's um, self-confidence and and, and um, self-esteem really from being mm. able to achieve through doing mm. and this is particularly good I mean what, what we have noticed a lot of schools have been using their pupil premium money to actually invest in their woodwork equipment just because it is it seems mm. to engage mm. children from you know all backgrounds even you know from quite difficult you know challenging mm. backgrounds Mm-hmm. where they need to be nurtured a little mm-hmm. bit more mm-hmm. and it's just been so successful for, for engaging um, yeah the children from from yeah from these sort of backgrounds. Um, and then you know, in, you know, in terms of you know thinking about the the standard curricula in terms of the the, the prime areas and and the, and the secondary areas, you know, woodwork just embraces all of those elements. You know, it's sort of you know you think about the the the, the mathematical thinking, you think about the scientific thinking, you know, think about physical development. You know, it's embracing all of these areas, and I think you know at the moment statistically, you know, we know that children's physical development is actually decreasing. You know, which is, is quite shocking but you know through woodwork children we're really developing their agility and dexterity mm-hmm. um you know language communication is very much enhanced you've got through that you know problem solving involved with with, with um with woodwork yeah. sharing ideas with each yeah. other yeah. talking about their imagination yeah. the math thinking the scientific thinking is just such a natural way to bring those yeah. things and, you know it's making maths relevant maths for the purpose yeah. so and, you know, it's not just about, you know, the space, set, shape, and measure, mm-hmm. and numeracy. Mm-hmm. You know, children will really be developing their mathematical problem-solving skills, which is really at the heart of mm-hmm. understanding maths, you know, mm-hmm. working out using their skills prediction. Mm-hmm. And similarly with scientific thinking, you know, with the, when the nail's, you know, leaning over yeah. and working out yeah. how to lever it back up, or understanding the momentum of the hammers driving the nail into the wood, you know, there's a lot of inherent um, knowledge there. And then in terms of their, you know, creative expression, you know, I just see, you know, as I say, you know, woodwork's just another way for children to express themselves. And by keeping it open-ended and having children's interests at the heart, they explore in a whole variety of different ways, which is right for their own stage of development. So, you know, for some children, you know, initially it'll be very much just about tinkering, just exploring, getting the, you know, seeing how the tools work and just you know, getting enjoyment from joining things together, you know, for some children, it might almost be schematic, um, you know, exploration, just, you know, repeatedly putting in one screw after another, you know, that rotational, you know, schema, you know, that building confidence and security from, from doing that or... But you know, by and large, you know, after some time, most of the children would move on to like a construction phase mm-hmm. where they've got something more specific in mind, whether it's you know, mm-hmm. trying to make a fire engine or a plane mm-hmm. or, or something like that. Not say that it doesn't change halfway through. I mean, that's the beauty of fluidity of children's um, yeah. creativity, that yeah. they can adapt and change yeah. as, as different ideas spring to mind, which is always lovely to see. Yeah. And then, so, you know, so some children make quite you know, realistic representational work. Other children wait work that's quite abstract, other times there's quite strong narratives that you know emerge throughout the work so it's I think it's just that you know that whole breadth of creative expression is just lovely to see mm. and then of course yeah. they can combine other elements paint and, and so mm. forth at a later mm. stage so there's a lot of different things that can be brought into play, but I think the the other thing that is so crucially important is I think you know the woodwork when you look at it in in, in the lens of the characteristics of effective yeah. learning, yeah. it really does just embrace all of them. You know we see that playing and exploring, you know finding out about this new material, the possibilities yeah. there, yeah. you know that you know yeah. achieving something that they you know that they you know, didn't know much about, you know trying yeah. something new, but that active learning, that motivation, perseverance sky high but that final area on creativity you know the creative thinking Mm -hmm. and critical thinking Mm -hmm. with woodwork Mm -hmm. is quite astonishing Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. and I
1: think that's for for me why it's one of the most you know favorite things that I love doing just to observe children and it makes it so easy for practitioners really to observe children's thinking and what you see so often at the woodwork bench isn't it that you know hammering away or, or soaring they're actually just looking at their work thinking you know how am i going to join this to this how can i change the shape of this to make it do what i want to do you know which out of all these strange offcuts is best going to represent my imagination you know how can i balance this bit of woods because it's now you've joined a few things it won't sit steady so you're trying to balance at the end of the table put it in the vice it's just one problem after another which is just fantastic so you know you see children sort of analyzing the situation use their critical thinking skills developing creative thinking ideas. different options, Putting them into practice, running up against a problem, you know, analyzing that problem, generating more creative solutions, testing them. Sometimes they work. Quite often they don't work. You know, sometimes the wood splits. Sometimes it doesn't join. They've got to come up with another solution. But what is always so evident with woodwork mm. is that when it goes wrong, they don't just think, oh, I've had enough of this. I'll go somewhere else. Mm. They just stick with it. And I think that is the real beauty, that perseverance and that desire to, mm. keep, to keep working and res- solve their work it's so strong with woodwork and I think that just takes them right through that process of creating and really developing these skills and then of course there's those options to you know to reflect as well and to evaluate so more of those critical thinking skills in the process so yeah really rich for for learning and development
0: definitely rich depth and breadth definitely I can I can see it see it all because um you've just you've just shown us how it just covers so extensively Mm. everything we value about early learning absolutely thank you so in terms of when we work with children with woodwork as as adults and practitioners and teachers what is it important to consider about our role and when to step in and when to not
1: right the first sort of element of Mm. you know of our role within woodwork is really the safe introduction of the Mm. the tools Mm. you know that is crucially important that you know we really take time to you Mm. know introduce the tools to children in small groups so we're really highlighting the hazards and and but also just making sure they they're, they're gaining their confidence and it's been a positive experience and and they you know that they they're feeling successful mm. with what they're doing that's sort of you know an important sort of initial stage but you know very quickly you'll see how competent the children are with these various tools and then you know the, the four sort of basic tools would be a hammer screwdriver okay. a hand drill and a saw you know and okay. and you know demonstrating those and you know very quickly you see how competent and, and skillful they are yes. and adept at using them so then you know you can you know the woodwork can then become part of continuous provision our role then obviously i think you know the woodwork should always be within our line of vision we should always be able to see what's happening at the woodwork bench but we don't need to be hovering over you know the children can work you know quite independently but you know that several times they will, you know, call call you over. Often with woodwork, you almost need three hands. You know, you need someone to help balance something or support sure. it. But also, you know, often the children will be saying, "Well, I can't, how am I going to do this?" I'm, you know, and that's just a wonderful opportunity for us yeah. just to help children yeah. develop their creative yeah. and critical thinking skills. Yeah. So asking those yeah. open-ended questions. Yeah. Well, I wonder, you know, I wonder what our different possibilities are. You know, what are the different ways that we could think about joining this? You know, gold dust in terms of. Opportunities sure. for, for developing both the creative thinking and the critical thinking. It's also it's a very sensitive, you know, role of interaction mm-hmm. here. You know, it, it is yeah. saying the right thing at the right time and not interfering when children are really persevering on their own. You know, sometimes you know it's very easy for us. You know, we'll we'll know well, you just have to do this, you can join that together dead easy. Give the children the space to develop their own original ideas, is really at the heart of, of creativity, and that's you know, that's why we need to be quite sensitive around this you know the interaction
0: Mm, yeah spot on thank you very much so are there risks involved and what health and safety measures might you put in place
1: you know, there, are, there definitely are risks um, involved with, with, with woodwork. And I think it's really important you know, initially to say that we really do prioritise health and safety. You know, We're not running into woodwork in a gung-ho, lest you sort of like mm. do it. You know, we need to really prioritise mm. health and safety. Mm. But you know, on the other hand, it's also really important that children experience risk. If we deny children yeah. the opportunities to experience risk and challenge, they're not learning how to make decisions and judgments for themselves. So, in that sense, you know, when they find themselves in new, you know, new situations, mm-hmm. they'll be mm-hmm. less able to protect mm-hmm. themselves. So, mm-hmm. I think learning to, to self-manage risk is mm-hmm. an important part of child development. Mm-hmm. But obviously, this needs to be within you know controlled um, circumstances. But I think one thing that it is really worth bearing in mind mm-hmm. is that we're very fortunate in, in the UK at the moment that the respective governments are really encouraging a much more balanced attitude to risk. I mean the Lord Young did an audit mm-hmm, of health mm-hmm, and safety mm-hmm. which gave a very strong mm-hmm. messages um, to, 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 um, around education about the importance of not being fearful of litigation and the importance of you know the, providing opportunities and since then the Department of Education the health and safety executive yeah. and Ofsted yeah. have all given incredibly positive Messages, so I think we can take a lot of reassurance from that. I mean, I'll just read a couple of lines because okay. I think it's quite interesting yes. just to hear a couple. Thank you. you know, this is from the Department for Education. You know, children should be able to experience a wide range of activities. Health and safety measures should help them do this safely, not stop them. What a crucial line. Yes. And then from the health and safety executive, you know, when, when, you know the, risk, the, the, the goal is not to eliminate risk, yes. but to weigh up the risk and benefits. You know, no child will yeah. learn about risk if they're wrapped in mm-hmm. cotton wool. So, you know, absolutely you know, okay. solid advice that we're getting. Yeah. And Ofsted, very similar advice as well. Yeah. So I think that's very reassuring for, for practitioners, really great Um, and then you know the final thing to say in terms of the health and safety mm-hmm. is that there are a, a couple of basic things that I think it would be you know useful just to highlight now. And I think you know for me, there's sort of four main things that we need to be wary of. I think the firstly is that we should always have children wear safety glasses. Okay. And I know for a lot of people, this you know just like oh what well, you know the, the, the risks are so low, but to be honest, yeah. there is a slight chance yeah. that you know especially with younger children when they're holding a nail at an angle and they clip it, it can go flying up and and it could impact on their eye or they could hit something brittle like a button and it could break and it could shatter. And, you know, it's all about keeping the risks to an absolute minimum. And by wearing safety glasses, it just eliminates any chance of eye injury. And also, I think, you know, if we think children are old enough to do woodwork, they're also old enough to be learning about taking responsibility for their health and protecting themselves. So I think it's an important message. Um, And then with hammering, just the importance of, you know, tap, 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 get that nail hat standing up. then as soon as the nail's standing up in the wood move their fingers away before they start banging hard but just to embed that right from day one you know so you don't get sort of bad practices and then with sawing is the is the other element when a lot of people are very fearful about you know can't we do woodwork just without the saw (laughs) um in in a way no Um, (laughs) your children need to be able to alter the shape of wood that's the the, and they love it so much that thud as the wood hits the floor afterwards is is a delight but essentially the the biggest danger with soaring is- isn't for the child who's soaring yeah. at all. We, we always yeah. recommend pull saws. Yeah. They're so yeah. much easier for children to use. You use them with two hands, so there's no issue of their hand getting close to yeah. where their, 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 their mm-hmm. teeth are. The danger is, especially with the younger children in nursery, is a curious child wanting to watch right in front of where the saw is. So we always do the sawing on a one to one ratio. Yeah. Okay. We have the, the saw elevated so all the children can see it. It's part of their tool cut, but when they want to saw, they ask to get it down. We we do it one to one you know we check it 's clamped up tightly in the, in in the vice. Yes. They cut. We stand in the front, protecting that area. It goes straight back up on the wall. So those scenarios you have of the saw going around the playground, as a you know, being used as a saw, just don't happen. You know, it's it's very simple health mm. and safety just to mm. keep it really safe. Yeah. And, and yeah. the final thing yeah. is is just being wary of splinters. Okay. You know, I think you know that we, we we sometimes we forget they can be a source of blood poisoning. So I think if people bring in very dirty splintery okay. wood, just don't don't use it at all. Okay. There's a, a handout that we'll give a link okay. to at the end. For Which gives all the detailed health and safety advice that that people can look at. But they're the key sort of four things, really.
0: Thanks, Pete. Thank you very much. So having talked about the basic tools and um, health and safety, what do you think might be the challenges that we could face in embedding this into our provisioning settings and classrooms?
1: Yeah, I I guess, you know, one of the the, the major challenges is just getting over people's fear. You know, I mean, practitioners are often quite nervous about the thought of bringing it in. You know, senior leadership teams are a little bit nervous about, you know, the consequences of accidents uh, uh, and so forth. So getting people over the fears. And I think it's really fascinating. If if you're with a group of people and some people have been doing woodwork, they're just so enthusiastic. And it's, you know, but if you haven't done it, of course, you know, we can all have, you know, these visions of what happens with the, you know with, the, with, with yeah. these tools, but the reality is is quite the opposite. I mean. You know they're a lot more safe than you think. I mean, you know, we've been using the you know the mm. saws with young children now mm. for sixteen years. In that time, I've had two children cut themselves, mm. and they didn't keep going. Oh, this is fun! Let me see if I can get my whole arm off. It's mm. a tiny little nick, mm. and you know, a plaster, and you know, mm. and they're, they're back on with their woodwork. You know, it's not like you're walking on a pavement when you've got cars going no. along at thirty miles an hour. They're small. You know, everyone's yeah. going to thump their thumb at some stage. Yeah. You know, we are going to have some bruised thumbs, but you know, we're you know, then we're going to be a lot more careful you know not to do that and be more sort of mindful so i think the types of injuries that happen are actually very you know low risk you know injuries as long as we put those health and safety measures in place so i think you know just reassuring people about you know actually it is you know a very safe activity and then you know another thing people often say is you know what about you know we got we know the certain child you know they often you can be quite aggressive with other children you know what we've really noticed is that children's behavior at the woodwork bench has being exemplary. Hmm. And I think that is partly hmm. because they're doing something they really want to do, they're engaged, they're focused. Um, and they you know and they do moderate their behavior i think you know they don't want to you know to leave the area so they Mm. they do kind of self-regulate as well in that sort of context Mm. but you know we've had you know no major accidents you know at all and my colleague in japan has been doing woodwork for 35 years very similarly you know no 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 serious accidents at all so i think we can um yeah take a lot of you know confidence from that i think the other in terms of the challenges one of the biggest problems with woodwork is that children have got this. this this habit of joining quite a lot of wood together quite quickly which is a which is a delight to see but it is I can't deny the fact that it is very resource intensive Um, and that is a challenge Um, and I I, I think it does take some time to put it because it's not like you just need to get a one-off lot of wood you need to put mechanisms in place where you can continuously be getting different offcuts of wood Um, And that is, you know, that does take some time to put in place, you know, and it is finding out what's available within your community, you know, using the the, the parents as a resource for bringing in different offcuts if parents are a carpenter or builder, but finding out what industries locally have offcuts, you know, it might be a pine bed you know work making workshop mm-hmm. you know it could be diy stores that have offcuts sawmills and things but we i mean we never buy any of our our, our soft wood you know we we we, we rely on, on on donations and finding it from different places and then also putting a few other things in place like foyer mm-hmm. of the school mm-hmm. you have some big bins yes. where people can bring in all their corks on a monday morning and <laughs> bottle tops and tin lids and you know coat bottle tops so so there's always a, a continuous Supply of all the bits and pieces that you can join with the wood, so but it I, you know it does take some time, and I think to really get the benefits from woodwork, there needs to be a, a breadth of resources available. Okay. you know I think if you just have a piece of wood and some nails and children are just hammering into the wood, you know that 's one dimension yeah. but if they can really express their imagination and create. Um, yeah. And you've got, you know, a bunch of different shapes and sizes of wood. You've got all the, the bottle tops, some strings, some wire, you know, some fabric. And fabric is absolutely yeah. wonderful. You know, bits of leather, vinyl, bits of vinyl, you know, a whole breadth of, of materials. Okay. It, just, it just allows, you know, a whole wealth of, um, of, of possibilities.
0: That's really useful to know about the breadth. So we're coming to an end. It's been um, half an hour, 20 minutes, half an hour of, of amazing um, hearing your, your passion about, about woodwork and creativity and um, inspiring us to, to definitely give it a go if we don't already because, um, because of just how inspiring it is for children's learning. So just to finish with, what would be your top tips if we wanted to start... <clears throat>
1: Well, I I think, you know, as I say, you know, the top tip really would be about, you know, allowing children to make what they want to make. I think that's that's crucially important. But also just you're being really mindful not to introduce too much challenge too soon. So okay. we, we always start with children with a little bit of balsa wood just for the first couple of sessions with the, with the young children, just yep. so they can get their confidence because it's such a soft wood. Okay. It's just amazing what a difference that met, then makes to moving on to pine. And then in terms of you know, not too much challenge, it's amazing how much easier it is to hammer a small nail into a bit of wood than a big nail. So okay. really think about that in terms of what you provide. You know, just give small nails to start with and introduce larger ones throughout the year you know we, we always have the small ones on the table and the other ones a little bit of a distance they yeah. have to make a conscious effort that they actually need because you know children if they have a choice they'll go straight <laughs> for the big one and it's going to be difficult you know, there's lots of little tips and I, I think, you know, I've got, you know, around the you know, gluing sandpaper to a board uh-huh. and picking up fallen nails with a magnet. But again, I'll give a link at the end where you can download a whole bunch of, um, of top tips, which will be easier way to to access that. But really? I think the final thing yeah. to say is that you know just to remember that woodwork isn't about what children make i mean it's delightful to see some of their emerging models but the real you know what is really happening is the changes within the within the child you know that self-esteem the confidence their thinking skills you know and essentially you know as children are making with wood you know they're learning skills that are going to empower them you know to shape their lives
0: what a brilliant note to end on yeah thank you very much you're very welcome Fantastic. Yeah, Thank no, you. I think
1: the more children that get the opportunity to experience working with wood, the better.
0: I agree. You've definitely <laughs> sold it to us, that's for sure. Thank you. So thanks for your time today. Um, look forward to releasing this pet pod on our website soon. And um, as Pete has mentioned, any papers, links and references um, will be available too, accompanying the podcast. So you can find us on early hypheneducation.org.uk or on Twitter or Facebook. Thanks, bye bye.